In linguistics news, this morning, Webster's elected to alter the definition of the word debate from the current, a discussion between individuals expressing differing opinions of something, to one person inexorably bloviating whenever their opponent attempts to speak. (laughs) Will you just shut up? (laughs) Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And we appreciate that you're here, in spite of the fact that the world is crumbling like a 12-year-old cookie has been left in someone's asshole. You know what's hilarious? Uh, Not hilarious. It's actually sad. I was debating, interrupting your intro to say my name, and I decided that it wasn't really the the you know move to make and in that regard i have more self control than our mm. president does well to to uh, to steal from you that comes later <laughs> oh jeez well yeah, guess- you set the joke up and then you execute and then you come yeah Heart. All over a uh, zombie with no legs. Yeah. All over some sort of dead creature, yes. yes, yes. Some kind of monster, if you will. Mm. Indeed, yes, as, as Michael is wont to do. Hence all that Lovecraft fetishization that we've been moving towards. Yes. <sighs> Why did you have to reveal the se- season two arc, okay? Like, I feel like this is still too early on to uh, reveal that yet. Michael is one tentacle away from hentai. We basically make a point of just kind of re-illustrating the same point over and over, which is a Lovecraft staple. It's just, oh, it's very horrific. In case you didn't know from the previous paragraph, it is so horrific that the mind reels at being exposed to it. And also, in case I haven't mentioned, it's horrific in in the next horrifically horrific news. And speaking of horrific, welcome to October, friends. Yeah, bitch. Uh, Not gonna say that racially charged thing that both of you have been throwing out for the past couple weeks. And I thank you for it. I truly I appreciate do. that. Yes. Uh, we are I very so happy stoked to, to be, be here. here. Yeah. Uh, I just started watching the first ten minutes of In the Tall Grass, Michael. So I almost, you know, fulfilled a commitment. But, you know, in true form, I'm just one pinky in. And I'm watching the NBA Finals before I walked in here, so I'm watching people who have emerged from the tall grass. <laughs> okay. I, I, gotcha. uh, I see you. He was doing a weed reference for the people that can't see that. <sighs> you dim-witted dunderfuck. <laughs> it feels nice not to be censored. Also, is, Michael, uh, you're kind of a celebrity on the podcast now because the, the Quanam episodes have been performing the best. Out of any week one, week two things that we've done, and I don't even know when the last one was that performed this well. Um, never. Yeah, but I mean, pretty much it. It did set a record for the most views in one week. So for sure. Um, which and I believe it's been was one week since we looked at it. Um, oh, sh- oh, he missed. Oh, me. okay. Now I remember. What I was gonna say I totally forgot. So, based off of those viewings, we should just be like a conspiracy But what are you going to do about your children, Michael? What are you going to do about those? What I always do. Forget about them. Um, <laughs> but let me talk to you about something else, because we need to worry about Antifa. That's the real problem. Yeah, so it's 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 you little liberal cucks, <laughs> you know? 
They're the problem here. All right, and let that's me tell you. I'll, I'll stop with the political humor. I just, I, I, will you just like a, shut up? It's like a Saturday Night Live skit manifested in front of our faces. It's I was like, this is not terrible. a joke. I saw memes about that, being like, so, "Oh, this is a really good Saturday Night Live skit." Wait, it's real. I was, <sighs> I was mixing in the office, and I had the the door open, and Becky was Ricky, watching Ricky. the debate downstairs, and the volume was loud enough that I could hear stuff. And I just, I couldn't focus on what I was doing because half, like, I think we, I think she tuned in like halfway through and I was like, this is not real life. This is not what's happening. But what makes me not happy, but I feel a little fulfilled in it is that the aftermath is everyone. There's not like a partisan uh, divide of like, that was garbage. Everyone's on the like, yes, that was one of the worst debates. Like that was the most anti-American display of debate that anyone has ever seen. My favorite response that I've seen was a tweet by Stormy Daniels, who, if you don't know, uh, oh, we know. was an isn't escort. She the, uh, isn't she the Ernest Hemingway of cum dumpsters? <laughs> <laughs> That's a sticker you want to put on somebody's bumper. <laughs> sure. No, no, sorry, that was the, uh, that was the chick who... Uh, uh, who Trump stuff paid. about anti-vaxxing? My bad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, she had a tweet. She's like, "That debate was the worst thing I've ever seen, and I've slept with Donald Trump." So <laughs> it, it, that was probably the Damn. best like summation of that whole thing. I didn't even bother watching it. Get wrecked, nerd. I know, right? Gosh, how do you come back from that? You just got fucking throat slammed on a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's unfortunate. I watched the what they called the highlights, which is the worst use like of a that, label I've ever encountered. <laughs> I like that no matter what shade, like when I was trying to get into NBA and admittedly I failed, but I can kind of blame 2020 for that. Mm. And I was getting advice from you You're like, yeah, don't watch the whole games. It's fucking pointless. Just watch watch the highlights on YouTube the following day. But I'm really happy that you do the same thing with politics as well but politics i understand more because there's just so much like blathering and blathering every single thing i watch i just watch the highlights so it's, it's also cut down on you know any consumption of adult materials it makes it much easier just oh like, i fast forward all the way just cut to the good stuff we haven't talked about Which porn is, in quite some time here oh well, yeah it means i just flash forward to the shame and the crying that's really what i'm here for <laughs> i don't even need the, the finishing i just now, need the aftermath i'm a god-fearing yeah. man so i haven't been on pornhub in quite some time but when i was mm -hmm. on there earlier today i did realize that <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> i take 20 minute breaks it's fine <laughs> there are little markers now on most of the the videos that, that give you a label of like here's where the facial happens and here's, yes you know so uh, they anyway. learned you don't want to have to scrub for that long. You'll lose interest. You want to keep everybody riveted to where the action happens. See, I don't want no scrubs. So you know what's funny about that? So Pornhub came with that. Uh, it, they started introducing that, I think, like over a year ago or something like that. Well, who's and then counting? I started notice. I well, saw it don't the go other chasing day. waterfalls. But, <laughs> but I started noticing that YouTube videos were now sectioning <laughs> off their things, almost like they were copying from Pornhub. Where, like, uh, you'd see a video and it'd be like, oh, introduction, and then it would be, like, some other section. Well, I hate to break it to you, but uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment's network has also been doing this for about two years, where they will, for any of the pay-per-views or things that they have, they will indicate where all the segments are in case you want to skip forward to a match. So I really think they're stealing from, like, DVD menus and trying to find a way to manifest it in other media oh, yeah. that we're watching. 
I, I I won't I won't be here sit here and try and say that Pornhub was innovating you know media playing technology. They've innovated <laughs> plenty. <laughs> yes, just... but not that. <laughs> you know what's funny? We actually not to derail, and this is the first you time I'm actually going to. By the way, to your political I highlight. Will. Okay, I am going to take this seriously. <gasps> insofar as saying that pornography, by and large, kind of helps to dictate where mediums go. They are really the spearhead. Pun intended. I mean, for all yeah. too often, they are the real dividing factor between Betamax and VHS. If you're not, if you haven't heard any really? of this history, it was because the porn market chose VHS as the thing that they would primary release materials on, and that very quickly skewed the market because that's what all the trends followed was the adult medium. Granted, that's starting to languish as we move into the internet age, but they were major players back in the day when you actually had to produce huh. this stuff. I wonder what the reason for that is. Maybe they're the reason that Blu-ray is a thing now, too, because if you don't I was gonna remember, say that, there was HD DVD, DVD versus yeah. Blu-ray. Yep. And now, you know, so, you know, it's, thank you, porn, because I like, I like my Blu-rays. Uh, Michael yeah. is like, I was going to say, are, are you seriously asking that question as to why that is actually a thing? Yeah, no, I'm genuinely curious as to why. You live in the United States, and you honestly don't track the sheer volume of pornography that we consume. I mean, the reason that it is a viral thing on the internet is people weren't all just sitting at home scrubbing their nubs to the Sears catalog. Like, folks actually went out to try to find no, things No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, why did they choose VHS over ah, Betamax? Okay. Yes. All Right, yeah, I no, I, say, I understand. I mean, like, of all the things to be incredulous about, I've I've seen the oh, uh, the Avenue Q music or the song "The Internet's for Porn" like probably mm. half a dozen times this past year. So I, I don't I want you to ever that. be a tastemaker, Michael. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a really weird flex. I've heard a lot of weird flexes, but I've never met someone who's like. Yeah, so uh, I'm really successful this year. I've listened to uh, this Avenue Q song 12 times unprompted. Uh, <laughs> and that was just when I took my Digimon soundtrack out of my CD player for a moment. I still can't believe that that was the first <laughs> CD you ever fucking bought. I think I wake up sometimes from a, from a, a rest, <laughs> like in a cold sweat, thinking about that. What's even funnier is that Michael's flex right there is tantamount to the Ernest P. Worrell speech from Ernest Scared Story. Stupid when the troll drops down to attack him and he says you better stay back man i know tai chi kung fu chow mein and i've watched hulkamania three times <laughs> once in slow-mo <laughs> oh god and speaking of things that are you know gonna scare us to death and actually ah. you know i've seen things that'll turn you white we are going to start our month of scary topics to frighten all of you back into the depths of your souls you never talked about I did too. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Porn. Yeah, yeah. that's his political beliefs and highlights. Oh, okay. Well, then in which case, fuck, fuck politics. Yeah, I I'm mean, all he for didn't it. actually watch the highlights of the debate. He watched the porn no. highlights of the debate. Sex is great and all, but have you ever yes. tried fucking the system? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else has been doing that very effectively Margo for Price. the last yeah. four years. I don't need to, you know, really follow suit. Uh, no, I was uh, simply pointing out. It, it's as ludicrous as you would expect, having just watched the, the highlights. It was just two children screaming at each other on the playground that my dad can beat up your dad and lead my friends out of this. It, yeah, that was, there was really no further I needed to, you know, illuminate that point. Okay. Now that makes sense. Um, I do have one tiny bit of, uh, we'll call it indirect, uh, listener mail. Oh, good. 
Yeah. This has become a new bit for us, so it's yeah. important for us to clarify. Mm-hmm. Just see here, we'll probably have to edit this user bit interaction. Out. Well, while you're discussing, while you're looking for that, I can say what we typically do here for the uninitiated is that we, as a group, will dive into an esoteric or random topic, and we will present it for your consumption or your disapproval, depending upon the situation. But in the midst of the individual explaining it to the co-hosts here, we will occasionally leaven in a lie or two. And it is then incumbent upon the co-hosts to separate the fact from fiction, the wheat from the chaff, if you will. And uh, and that is the fun of this podcast, is we lie to each other. And so for you listening at home, we'll also include plenty of material in the notes so you can follow along and, and play the home game, which uh, many of the listeners do. I Melissa is very fond of telling me that she, you know, what she guessed and got right and what she missed while we were listening. So it's, it's fun to play along. Keep your own yeah. tally sheet. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Uh, if there's a if there's a Delaney still out there, she used to hit me up and and do the same thing, and a few other folks as well. Um, I won't share the name just in case they prefer to remain anonymous. Oh, see, uh, we were mentioned uh, on the Twitters, and uh, said I was finally mentioned on a podcast, but it was as the quote cool Christian friend who listens to podcasts via Stitcher end quote, and I'm flattered <laughs> yet offended. Thanks, disinformed. (laughs) Parenthetical. Episode 30. I'm still working on getting caught up. Um, To which I said, that was before I witnessed your true evil inner core. Now I dare even assign religion, yet I'd be burned. She goes, well, yes, fear me, heathens. I actually only feel attacked about the Stitcher thing because I'm not hip enough for all that Spotify crap. Uh, In which case, I feel like, Shane, you, uh, you have a kindred spirit out there. I certainly do. Man, I I feel really old. I don't want to get off on a weird tangent, but we normally are prone to doing this anyway. I canceled my Spotify subscription before it kicked in. You so bastard. That- <laughs> I, I have this weird hiccup where I can spend $40 on DoorDash and not bat an eye. But if I see a recurring charge that I know I'm going to have monthly, it gives me agita to the point that I'm like, Nope, I'm canceling that because that's, that's why I, uh, I can do without 100% it. Hundred percent agree. 100% that's why you agree. break up with your girlfriend and then begin dating her at the end of every month. Yes, mm-hmm. I was like, Not we can't, we can't charge. do this. Hey, I think yeah. we need to take a take a break. Like forever? No, for like the weekend, and uh, yeah. you can start dating again on Monday. I just can't yeah. feel like this is a monthly thing. It's a it's a contractual obligation that I I'm avoiding. Uh, essentially, I don't want to have to be uh, common law married. So right. I need you to move out. <laughs> I mean, uh, if it makes you feel better, I've never had any subscription in. No, Uh, (laughs) I've never signed up for, you know, um, Spotify. I've never done the Hulu. I've never done Netflix. I've never done that. Never signed up for it because of that reason. I don't like recurring charges. I'll go out and I'll spend fifty, sixty dollars and or a hundred dollars actually at a restaurant, drinking and eating food with my girlfriend. Yeah, but. $10 $10 a month? No, no, can't do that. My oh, rationale for those other things, though, is I if I do find something there that I want, I want to own it in perpetuity. I don't Fair. like feeling like I'm going to lose it. And Netflix is the one that did it to me because they pulled the rug out from under me on certain things. I've talked about this before yeah. where the, I was watching Dexter and then they pulled it because Showtime's contract ended with them and then it disappeared. And I'm like, what the fuck? I need to finish this. 
I gotta finish. And uh, so if I love something, I want to be able to have it and just, you know, ping the button. Plus, I've become a creature of habit. I'm too damn old to start changing my general impulses. So I'm prone to making iTunes playlists and keeping everything very well curated on my, you know, Apple device so that I can get to it. And it's just easier for me to have the stuff and, and own it. On your iPod Nano. Yeah, to your credit, Shane, you're just trying to be apocalypse proof. <laughs> you know, like yes. when they yeah, finally do fair. shut off all the lights and the plumbing goes away and, uh, you know, you have to charge your iPod Nano by, you know, using a Hand bicycle crank. to power the gener- yeah. or generator. Mm-hmm. Like you want to make sure that you have your Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 playlist <laughs> well set up. The joys of like looking at quote unquote feeling added these days. I got 20 minutes into the book of Eli and I'm like, motherfuckers. Are you calling me out? Because, yeah, it's like that is the one thing he's willing to almost give his life for is one, the copy of the Bible, which is definitely not me. But two, that he's like, I need to recharge my iPod because this is the only thing keeping me alive and functioning on this planet right now. Like, girl, same. Exactly. (laughs) Well, you already entered the show. Indeed. And you guys were kind enough to let me spearhead this. Also, um... I didn't make a mention of it, but we should have a different intro. We should have had different intro music uh, today. Indeed. And, and it, it sounded fantastic. On. It did. Spoopy. Oh, my God. More like more like a different flavor of lo-fi that's a little darker, you know? Um, but <sighs> I did send I sent it to you guys, and I waited for a vote, and I got no vote. So I'll, I'll tell you guys the one that I think we should use. <laughs> All right. Cool. Perfect. You can I cut like this it. out. No. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, I need to pull my head out of the vice first before I can actually give you a response to anything. So I, this is a historical moment for me because I actually prepped this episode and I've been teasing that I've prepped this episode, but I do have a paragraph that I wrote uh, before getting into the topic. And right now it, it kind of reads like jerking myself off. And I wrote it the first day that I started doing it. So I can read the paragraph to you, or I can just skip to the the topic. It's up to you. I'll read it. I'm intrigued. Yes. Welcome to my design. (laughs) This is a themed month for October where we're only talking about spoopy stuff, and I'm elated to drag my feet like a zombie through some truly ludicrous but fun topics. This will be the most researched topic I have or will ever do. Mainly because I had some slow days at work and decided to prep this three fucking weeks out. So, well done. Uh, I, I was giving you the pendulum back and forth so that I could you know, make sure I was setting yeah. the scene appropriately. Thank you, Will. Oh, goodness. So, um, I have three lies today. How many times? I, fuck me, I think I've, I've, I want like six or seven on this one. Oh, shit. I Early think instead, impressed. I think I'm just going to send you my document, Michael, so that you can do whatever you do for the show notes to it it might be easier that way also i want you to see how well i did this oh okay i was like you know you could just send me the links but i guess if you no. want to jerk yourself there's a, off there's a lot after, of links in fine. here okay. so but anyway without further ado <laughs> what i'm going to talk to you about today is the elevator game or frank <laughs> that dog has got the best timing of and any now, animal i've ever does. encountered and now that the mic is better you can hear it cleaner that was terrifying just it, you know to hear that song at random right as you said that horrified me just so you know so <laughs> yeah. it's appropriate 
So some people elevator. use thunder, you know, or, or lightning or anything like that. I'm just going to go sample. I'm going to sample just... him the the song that I was talking about before we rolled that I'm going to make with that features some Shane-isms in there. I'm going to have uh, Frank be the kick drum. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about the elevator game or the elevator to hell. Ooh. Some people know it as the elevator to another world. For others, it's the elevator to hell. Some simply call it the elevator ritual or the elevator game. Some no also name, call it descending into a band with Sam. Yes. Oof. But no matter the name, this peculiar game, I suppose, although there's nothing playful about it, is always said to have the same outcome as long as you follow its rules to a T. Hmm. By riding an elevator alone, visiting a handful of floors in a particular order as you go, you can transport yourself to another world entirely. It's not recommended that you do so, of course. These kinds of games, and again, the term is used loosely, are never recommended to play. It's not very safe to play them, and you should always... Oh, and should you decide you're up for the challenge, you always play them at your own risk. Are you going to go into detail <sighs> about the material that you need to use? or, or like? Oh, we're going deep. Okay, because I was going to say, you need to visit specific floors? So, Michael, uh, uh, I know that you have been mired in academia... In a semi-stagnant pattern now for years. <laughs> but this is even. this is how one appropriately writes an essay. Oh! And so you give an introductory paragraph wherein you will phrase everything that you are going to include over the course of your explanation. Oh. And then you should, presumably, have a summary paragraph at the end to kind of encapsulate all of the ideas that you're giving. So what John has done is actually present us the topic appropriately. I know this is foreign for you, and I, I really don't want him to just shock well, you too far out of your system. I would, uh, all I'm used to is a three-pronged thesis statement, okay? So, so I'll I didn't give you hear a that, so I got thesis. confused. I would be remiss if I didn't say that a majority of the, the formatting of this is from an article on the ghostinmymachine.com. Um, but I didn't do a copy and paste thing. I actually put some of my own verbiage in there. I didn't, it was too, it was too well written and it was too engaging to read for me to feel okay with just reading the art. Like, Fair. I feel like you should just go read the article, but I get, okay. this is a summary of, of essentially what's on, mainly what's on that article. And that is officially the meanest I'm going to be to Michael. In the entire arc of this series, I think. Um, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, but bullshit. I was going to say, I'm the one doing the topic. There's three lies, not four. <laughs> You're welcome. So speaking of uh, speaking of the game, have you already lost it? No. Ah, okay. I mean, it's difficult to get into an elevator by yourself these days, particularly given the parameters I'm expecting we're going to receive. Yeah. Well, the game originated in an East Asian country. It's unclear which, but South Korea is mentioned frequently as far back as 2010. Mm. The author of my sources goes to describe the multiple Korean keyword searches that trace it back that far, as well as the English translation of that search, which roughly comes out to, uh, quote, how to go to hell or another world using an elevator, end quote. And the earliest rules of the game found is from November 22nd of 2008. Michael? What? Uh, I oh, mean, sorry, I was, you were, you were opening I was, up your cocksucker there for a second. I was, I I was half tempted to be like, so I should just Google that right now and see, you know. Much like any episode that we've ever done, you can just Google it and probably cut to the chase and find the bullshit and, and fuck everything up. So, anyway. What? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I, so, was, I was actually half tempted to call bullshit on the choice of the search term, if that is actually the term utilized to facilitate the, the search. The keyword searches? Yes. 
That's just, um, so essentially those are just like hot take or not hot take. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> he went back. So what I'm really fascinated with, and I'll talk about it a little later is why this even became a thing. Uh huh. Um, okay. And that's what his fascination or their fascination was as well. So he was using keyword searches to try and data, like find the date and time where it was first starting to be mentioned. So he was mm-hmm. putting in like elevator hell and things like that to try and, you know, see where they all started coalescing. Essentially, he is, he's the C.S. Lewis if you do not have access to a wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the rules of the game are rather straightforward. Um, I personally feel that assembling IKEA furniture is more difficult. Mm. Um, Ooh, okay. Buckle up. So you get on an elevator alone. Ah, in a, bullshit. In a, <laughs> no, true. <laughs> uh, in a building with at least ten floors. Then you visit the fourth, second, sixth, tenth, and fifth floors in that order. Now, while on the fifth floor, you press the button for the first. Doing so will cause the elevator to rise to the tenth floor. And when you get there, you will be in another world. You'll know you're there because you will be the only person present. And what happens next is unknown. <laughs> uh, no. I'm going to call bullshit on the unknown part because, it's, like... That, no, that, no, that's actually... That, that's actually... On the ludicrous stuff that we're going to be talking about through the rest of the month, I feel like cribbing Shane again and saying, this is what is written. So okay. it is bullshit. Yeah. In the I, sense I was of, yes, say, oh, it's, oh, yes, yes, yes. It's, I'm, I'm talking not about, incredulous yeah. about, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I I'm, think I'm more it's talking a bit... about, oh, Go sorry, ahead. sorry, continue. Uh, so no, you're, you're right. You're right. I was thinking about it in terms of credul, credul, Credulity, yes. Yes, thank you. I think um, what but, we're but saying right. is it's more tongue-in-cheek is, of course, they're saying it's mm-hmm. unknown because no one has ever returned from this. But yeah. using also your looks logic, better on the page. I was going to say using your logic, how <laughs> would we know what the hell the sequence is if no one's ever returned? Yeah, right. but but yeah. that was me not getting into the story and trying to look at it from a skeptical eye, which is not you, what we're doing okay, here. Okay, let's so go ahead and put the lens on here now. So this is October, and I think for the rest of the month, for these present or for these topics, you need to suspend your disbelief. Yes, and just uh, engage Suspended. in the fun of the season. Yes, um, I don't believe in fun. <sighs> I bet right. you, I believe that <laughs> you got you got sixty episodes of proof right there. <laughs> When uh when when Miss Stitcher gets to this episode, she will heartily agree. She will slap her hands on the post and insist that she's seen your ghost. Oh goodness gracious. <laughs> so it's worth a note that some odd things can happen as you're floor hopping. The most spooky of besides potentially being in hell is that apparently from time to time when you hit the fifth floor, that's the one before, you know, the final step, mm-hmm. um, there may be a young woman in a red dress that just, I guess, manifests. The rules warn not to speak to her because, quote, this person is not a person. <gasps> Which actually is pretty fucking spooky. Like when you, when you read that at like accounts or like, I don't, Shane's looking at me like I'm an you asshole. You read that here. at 2 a.m. by yourself. I can, I can imagine that no, being a little I'm, spoopy. I'm, I'm more wanting to call a lie because it makes me think of the Matrix and, uh. God damn it. All right. <laughs> oh Thank shit. You. Okay. Okay. All right. No, that, that was good. 
That was good. I you had me going for a second though. I was like, this is too much of a movie. If you're making a movie illusion, you're you're baiting me. Yeah, yeah. I All feel right. like that one was pretty easy. I will say you guys already missed one though, so I feel I feel pretty I don't good doubt here. It. Yeah. <laughs> so uh this is that's where the original version of the game ends. There's okay. no notes on getting back, like if you do make it to this other world. Uh, the author on the website, The Ghost in the Machine, or in My Machine, rather, which is in the show notes, explains that it's very common for Japanese ritual-based urban legends to, to end this way. Most end without a clear resolution, or resolution which they mention, and I agree, is a fun stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. You know, because our imaginations give us better horror and frights, and that's why when I wake Agreed. up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I stare into the corner, I'm doing so intently to try and cuck the ghost into submission. You know, you're not going to come for me, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to come, come on for me. you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the weirdest version of Ghostbusters that I've ever considered. Uh, don't cross the streams, Ray. Oh, now no, you come. No, uh, he slimed uh, you, you, me. You come now. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. what the Ghostbusters do. No, no, Casper. That's that's where it spits. I bet you never fucked with a guy with a particle accelerator strapped to his back before, have you? <laughs> Yeah, it's there. I'm just letting that get fucked off. I appreciate quick. I appreciate that, yeah. Hello? 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 <laughs> there this is an like argument, our... though. <laughs> I was say, we sounded like the world's worst barbershop quartet there for a second. Hello? 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 Hello, <laughs> Hello my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> this is going to be a really bad byproduct of John now having better equipment. Is He's going to be sitting here going, is that my heartbeat? Do I hear... Is someone breaking into my house? Oh, right I just now? picture my oh, <laughs> I picture future earlier. me editing that and being like, "Hey, can you get a shittier mic now? Because I hear everything. <laughs> I and can this hear is just you terrible. getting aroused. I can I'm hear the blood pooling to your I had, dick. If I had bubble gut noises going, you'd probably be able to hear the bubble. There is an exorcism that is being uh, performed in Casa de los Tites, and uh, we need. I feel to- like the only way out is through. Yes, I agree. But I do agree. (laughs) There is an argument, though, that the reason the game doesn't continue is because, quote, those for whom the ritual or, quote, those for whom the rituals were successful vanished from our world and have not been heard from since, end quote. Now, is the case with most urban legends, as time went on, the legend evolved and expanded. In, In some Korean sources in 2011, continuations of the game were found in the way of how to know it worked, and more importantly, how to get back. So, expanded on the legend. Okay. Gotta go back. Exactly. Once you've finished the ritual and have stepped out of the 10th floor elevator, you'll know it worked because apparently phones and electronics from our world don't function in this other. Mm. Also, from the window, it is said you'll see your town or city, but with all the lights off and a red cross glowing in the distance, which... Screams Silent Hill to me. I'd say um, so, yeah. So yeah, so that's that's essentially the game. That's as much that is basically written out and summarized on the elevator game. Um but because I'm a golden god and I'm perfect you. in every single way, I wanted to dive deeper. Okay, <laughs> I wrote cool. that's written in my fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, because I was like, wow, this is going to be a really short episode here. No, I wanted to know more of the origin and why it became legend. Cool. Uh, and luckily for me, so did the source material that I found. 
Sweet. the ghost uh, website. Ooh. So they describe an elevator uh, accident in 2006 in Japan that has some eerie similarities. Um, mm. But sorry, Shane, you're you're you're. Looking... I was chuckling because Michael. <laughs> I whispered As boo you, into the he's mic. He's like, <laughs> I just I was not prepared for his personality to you know fart on the microphone. So well, he's, personality he's complying. He is getting into the spirit of the season, so I can't I can't disparage him for that. I mean, his clothing choices is an entirely different matter. But you mealy mouth bag of worms. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, Zachary Binks. Uh, <laughs> Book. Um, <laughs> Come to me, my friend. Come to me. That's the last time that Sarah Jessica Parker looked attractive. Uh, uh, what a uh, fine uh, mare. Some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why the long face, Sarah? <laughs> Michael, why is there a donkey witch standing behind you? Is it just a picture of Sarah Jessica Parker? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Gentlemen, I smell children. <laughs> there okay. are like three people who also appreciate Hocus Pocus who are going to be following along, my girlfriend being one of them. Everybody else is like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck is about? going on? <laughs> So there's also a neat mention uh, of how urban legends are coping mechanisms for larger hurt. Uh, the article itself, <laughs> I, I know, it's a, I'm just getting no, no, bullshit. Like what the masturbating fuck? furiously whilst in the elevator. No, okay, so I I should have probably chosen a better way to write that out. <laughs> okay, That's not please. bullshit. So essentially, what what they're getting at, or what the author of this article is getting at, is that a lot of urban legends, the origins of the reason they end up becoming urban legends is because it's an easier way to explain a trauma mm-hmm. than actually just bare bones looking at the actual trauma that happened. And I really appreciated that. Like, okay. I I can't can't cite it off the top of my head, but they, they talked about Bloody Mary, like kind, kind of like oh. how Bloody Mary's origins were yes. because of just some very, very horrific shit that happened. Um, it kind oh. of, I don't I wasn't know. aware of that. It would be like if if Nightmare on Elm Street... Uh, the real movie wasn't that Freddy Krueger came back and killed people. It was just that, like, turned it into a drama where all of the adults on Elm Street had to go to therapy for killing the pederast. Well, it also kind of falls into the line with the modern mythos where we will use urban legends like the, uh, the hook hand in the car, you know, as a sort of cautionary tale to try to ward people off of the danger a premarital sex so it's, it's somewhat mm, right. a similar iteration where it can do that uh, as a fable or it can be what you're talking about which is someone has telephoned the actual instance and managed to in the course of trying to make the story sound a little bit more conflated and interesting as we do here uh, <laughs> yes they they tell incorrect things and it just sort of continues to snowball right it's like the world's largest telephone game yes um, so to cut to the chase way too late, and I purposely rephrased that so that I didn't I step on Shane. Trademark. Um, yeah. <laughs> it circles back to the death of Eliza Lamb. So, and to be clear before we press on from here, I wanted to clarify, even though I don't think it's needed, because if you've listened to the podcast once, you know this, but we're not a true crime podcast. <gasps> what? We're not. Two out of three of us aren't voice actors either, just for the record. Um, and birds nor- are real. <laughs> Indeed. And nor are we trying to be insensitive to the deaths of anyone or be disrespectful to the friends and families of victims. 
So just feel like nice little disclaimer before we get mm-hmm. in there. Uh, okay. And she's motivate- the woman who they named uh, Lamb of God after, right? Correct. Yes. Just to get out of the gate strong there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the film The Silence um, of the Lambs is her autobiography. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to take yes. the the heat off of you since I seem to somehow be Teflon in my mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. just be the bastard <laughs> here, and you can go on being decent. How about it that? It also it's it's L A M. There's no B. The B is oh. silent. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, well, okay, all right. Um, so Eliza Lamb is why I originally heard about the elevator game. Uh, it's worth mentioning that in present day, any references to the game have been removed from the Wikipedia uh, articles regarding her case. Uh, the dude from my, my sources, I keep saying dude, but I use it in a loving way. I, I'm a, whatever. Bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they mention, uh, what? They mention and they make a really strong argument of just kind of how bullshit it is that it ended up being such a huge polarizing thing involved with her case. And most of the time it just distracted, uh, from getting any progress on, you know, closing the, closing the book on it. So it's kind of the Black Dahlia principle is you do get so many people positing theories that it creates this weird sort of white noise yeah. around the case. And then you actually have, you have to cut through it. So, yeah. Which, again, it's why I wanted to throw the little disclaimer in there, because I, I heavily agree where it's like it, it's a fucked up. It, it's a fucked up set of circumstances, no matter what happened. Hmm. Um, but in January of 2013, uh, Lamb left Canada, her home, for a solo trip to California she mainly traveled by bus and train and arrived for a reservation at Stay on Main in Los Angeles on January 26th of 2013. Her room was a shared room on the fifth floor, but two days into her reservation, she was relocated to a private room on the same floor at request of the other people staying in that room. So the, the impression I get is kind of like a hostel kind of setup. Okay. Um, however, she never checked out and seemingly vanished. Uh, her family reported her missing and the LAPD uh, began investigating. On February 19th, a maintenance worker found Eliza floating inside of a 1,000-gallon tank on top of the hotel. Her death was ruled an accidental drowning and toxicology was incomplete. All it really showed were traces of medication that she used to treat her bipolar disorder and depression. Uh, she had several blogs where she would document. It was The main purpose of the blogs was living with bipolar depression. Okay. Um, so her death and the manner in which she was found obviously drew a conspiratorial crowd. Uh, to start, the hotel, Stay on Main, was formerly known as the Cecil. The Cecil Hotel. Cecil. The Cecil Hotel. The Cecil, the Cecil Hotel. <laughs> has a deep and dark history. From the Black Dahlia to Richard Ramirez, a lot of evil and crime had been done in that building. It's also located on Skid Row, which in itself lends to a lower income, you know, it's a rougher, rougher side of town. So, her death happening at that hotel in particular is what caused theories to sprout to, you know, cry back to you, Shane, where, you know, it's just it's what's going to happen. Unfortunately, one of which the, the theories was that she was possessed by an evil spirit or that she died playing the elevator game. All right. So that's kind of where it tied back in. Uh, and the main reason these theories began could stem from a video that surfaced that shows some of the last known footage of lamb alive. So this is from uh, VigilantCitizen.com. The four-minute video posted on YouTube shows Eliza pressing all of the elevator buttons and waiting for it to move. Seeing that the elevator doors are not closing, starts behaving extremely bizarrely. At first, Eliza enters the elevator and apparently presses all of its buttons. 
She then waits for something to happen, but for some reason, the elevator door doesn't shut. She starts to look around as if, as if she's expecting or hiding from someone. At a minute 57, her arms and hands start moving in a very strange manner, almost not human, as she appears to be talking to someone, something, or n- nothing at all. She then walks away. The elevator door then shuts and appears to start working again. Hmm. So Interesting. that is a video that I put into our chat. Ah. If you wanted, if you wanted to watch the elevator footage, uh, we can do that now. If not, we can press forward. It's up to you guys. I'm down to watch I'm it. Perfectly happy to watch it. All right. Let's see if this works how I hope it did. It'll very likely ah. uh, slow down our uh, recording here, but that's not going to matter to anybody other than us. So that oh, is oh, editable. Shit! There is twenty seven. Point two twenty seven point eight million views on this video. Yeah. Uh, did you so, want to start it at twelve seconds? No, I don't know why I did that. Okay, okay, got it, got it. But we <sighs> can just um, just let me know when to start it. Yeah, we can do what we've done in the past. I think we mm-hmm. did it with what Phoenix Jones, where you just give yes. us one, mm-hmm. two, three, shoot. All right. So or ski. I mean, this is going to be cut since there's no audio for from this. So yeah, uh, one, two, three, shoot. So there you see that elevator opening up. Yes, indeedy. Mm-hmm. And of course... And that's Eliza. Oh, she's wearing red. So, I mean, there's something to be said for that. And mm. and she seems to be... So she's doing the Princess Leia R2-D2 pose. So she's yeah. uh, paying careful attention to the buttons. Oh, now, I will say this so doesn't creepy. appear to be 10 buttons on there, in, in my estimation. But again, yeah. you know, we're pretty Ooh. far away. But who knows? She is uh, waiting to see why the elevator door is not closing. No, she's hiding from someone. There's the hiding. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. She did look out. She leaned to look out. I have to admit, it's super, super creepy. Yeah. With the with the context of what you what you guys have heard, right? Particularly based on the fact that she is and then we're ostensibly getting, missing. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're getting about a minute shy of. She's, I feel like she's definitely trying to hide from someone. Yes. Um, or at least. What the fuck? She's doing the hokey pokey. She may turn yeah. herself about. And then I, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So about thirty seconds from now is the the timestamp, or thirty or forty seconds. Okay. It's, it's right now. She's not in the elevator at all. We would constitute like this would constitute uh, suspicious behavior if you yes. were observing someone and trying to ascertain whether or not their mental health was, uh, you know, <laughs> normal. We'll call that. Yeah, this is right, someone right. who appears to be under duress. Let's call and it that. Yes, yeah, definitely. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, 20 seconds. I'm not counting down to this, but it okay, is probably the Okay, so now she's pinging the freaks all me out the buttons. The all right. Because yeah. this entire time, the elevator doors have not closed. All right, so now I'm seeing yeah, definitely you... that looks like 10. It's just the quality of the video leads one to believe yeah, that there's not yeah, a lot it's, there. It's heavily pixelated. Um, And here we go. This is the. It, it seems like an odd thing for someone to oh. have. Okay. Whoa! What the fuck? Oh god! It gives me fucking goosebumps. There looks like every a weird kind this. of like vortex that is somewhat, uh, you know, distending yeah, the it's, arm it's like, and causing it to look bent in uh, weird proportions, which is yeah. which I mean, it could be the camera angle itself too. You know, like it could just be where where that the motion's happening. But God, it's but yeah, cr- she's behaving very peculiarly. Yeah, 
Very, very uh, weird. This is either so like a Madonna video or, uh, you know, she, she is having <laughs> some sort of a fit. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy there's no audio. Yes, that's probably a a blessing in disguise for those of us. Oh, for now anyone, it's just, now who, just quiet, and now I'm just expecting can, like a jump scare or something. Mm-hmm. I dead ass was watching this this morning to to make sure before I recommended that we, now, we watch it, and I was expecting that. But now we're just on an empty elevator for this. I was going to say for it looks if, like it just closes and opens. Huh. Did you guys see? There is like uh, the the quality of the video in the center of the elevator changed. It I seems like there's that. a weird Wait, where? smudge where it's it's kind of like fluctuating. It's very likely because there's oil or something on the lens, but it looked like there was movement yeah. into or in the elevator, which is peculiar. But again, this is how you get folks on, you know, those uh, ghost hunting shows that have a lot of fun with exactly. things like this is you can read <laughs> it. it. It's I'm forgetting what the word is, but the mind oh. seeks what it wants to see. Essentially, I started watching that again. Uh oh. It's like, ah, I feel like the wrist shouldn't be like bending that way. Like yeah. you have to be very, I mean, I also have like very poor, like ambidextrous, uh, like my wrists are shit. So like just watching that kind of just fills me with ajda because I'm like, I can't bend my wrists that way. Well, now I was going to say, so, uh, Melissa was actually just showing me because in one of the tests that she was doing, um, they were showing that she's double jointed. And she uh, was odd because she's like, oh, yeah, I can touch my finger back to my wrist. She can move uh, and bend her thumb back and, and do that. And I was like, I can't no. even get close Guys, I, to that. I just tried to do that and I broke my thumb. Uh huh. Like, there's no <laughs> I can, way. I, I have the hitchhikers, like the that gene or whatever. But the, uh, aside from that, like, I can't. I mean, like. Uh, to give you give you guys a there is a, a scout sign where you pretty much you hold the number three for mm-hmm. boy scouts my dad had such bad like um carpal tunnel that uh he couldn't do that uh, oh. at like at, since like the so since he, he turned uh, like 40 or something he stuck so he to was the german much, three kind of yeah 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 so well i would say funny he would try and hold him to hold his hand or like it would just be like completely he wouldn't be able to touch his pinky poor man so uh but yeah, yeah, yeah so we are none of us ghost hunters here and we're not uh here to debunk that video to try to figure out yeah. but it is compelling evidence as to why the story then started to grow and amass can, this yeah. weird you know sort of like cult following behind it i can definitely see why uh we and i'm gonna need more drink for this uh i can definitely see why um people would be interested in this because it's not a cut and dry case, you know? Yeah. And it's noted, um, that if you actually analyze the video that she doesn't actually even follow most, if any rules from the game, um, whether or not, when is this 2013? So yeah, the rules of this game were established in 2010. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest debunking thing on it. And I'm glad furthermore that it's, it's off of her Wikipedia page. Um, oh yes yeah that definitely shouldn't be there it's like saying that wood nymphs uh, you know absconded with the Lindbergh baby or or, you know something to that effect it just yeah exactly right cheapens the gravity of the situation it would be like adding QAnon to Princess Diana's like you know Wikipedia page just because prove it didn't happen exactly yeah but whether you agree the theories or not that's entirely up to you Mm -hmm. um I just wanted to talk about Eliza Lamb uh, to end out my topic just because that's how I heard about the game okay. uh, originally. And that's uh, 
that's basically it well for, done for, for the game it's compelling stuff <laughs> i will say that uh it, you know as we talk about suspending disbelief uh it's it's fun to think about I just, all those times that you just feel watched when you are alone, mm-hmm. like when you feel the eyes on the back of the back of your head, uh, you know, someone about to grab you. That's what the elevator game kind of reminds me of. Or like, it's the, again, the, just a, the urban legend of just turning off the lights and staring into the mirror and bloody Mary, bloody Mary, bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. You do it eventually, but usually you, you chicken shit out. And I can't oh. imagine trying that. <laughs> like, can you imagine if, like, just going skeptically, just being like, yeah, that's not going to work. This elevator thing fucking bullshit. And then you do it and you actually do end up in Silent Hill and all of a sudden pyramid heads coming over to buttfuck your corpse. Like, I just. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of Bloody Mary, when I had first heard about that, I, I think I was like eight or nine or something like that. Um, I actually asked my dad to do it. <laughs> so I was, I was too much of a chicken shit to do it myself. So I was like, hey, dad, can you go into the bathroom and do that? He said, and son, he this is a Taco Bell. I'm not your father. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> Sir, in this, this line? is a Wendy's. <laughs> Would you like a spicy chicken sandwich and a frosty? I just need you to go into your bathroom and say Bloody Mary three times. Sir, we're not going to be propositioned here. Uh, I don't know what kink you have, but I'm not going to facilitate it. I thought we chased you off earlier today. Go away here, please. Um, but no, I asked him to do that, and he literally walked in, and like a minute later, he walked in, and he's like, there was nothing. And I'm like, cool, thanks, Dad. And then he, he had probably... a heart attack and he died on spot. But he wasn't related. Died. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because as you were showing the elevator sequence, the first thing that it made me think of is the American version of The Grudge, where Ooh. the sister is observing in the office space that she works in the uh nope. you know, woman walking down the hallway. And and she's just sort of watching on the security cam as the thing's ambling and shambling. And that is horrifying to me. That movie still creeps me out. And I am Likewise. cresting into 40, and that still unnerves me. So there is something to be said for, you know, association with situations like this. But also... You know... Please, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to... Do it. No, now it's you. Now it's you. Okay. I, huh? The only reason I'm mentioning as well is it also, this is tantamount to like Hellraiser in an elevator. It's akin yes. to like the puzzle box that is going to get you there. And, uh, but we can elaborate on that later on. Please. What were you going to say about the grudge? Oh, I was going to say about the grudge. Uh, likewise, that movie still creeps me out to no degree. Just the, um, and whatnot. And then also, the ring so the american version of the ring and the grudge i think came out around two years apart and i have yet to see the originals uh but on shutter on shutter the original uh ring one and two are up there and i've been tempted to watch them because i've heard they actually are just horrifically effective uh uh, Uh, i i tried watching juan uh like probably six or seven years ago yes 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 um I I will admit I couldn't get past like the very beginning, not because it was scary, but because there was like significant abuse of what looked to be a cat, and I I couldn't I couldn't so I was like nah it's, it's not worth it. It's appropriate for me to also say I have watched uh, the, the Juwan in addition to the the others and both iterations. The things that are intimidating or unnerving to them as a culture are dramatically different to what unnerve us. Very true. So that Very true. I wasn't as bothered by the uh, the Japanese versions 
of of Juwan. Just it doesn't. It, there are some scenes that are very unnerving. At one point, um, the individual wakes up in the bed, and the woman is like directly perpendicular to them, and there are cats all over the room, and she's making Man. the. Noise and they're face to face. Still, I get triggered by that noise. It mm-hmm. puts a ch- chill up my spine to hear yeah. that noise. I remember that was like the bit to do to your friends or the friends that I'd seen it with. Is like if I was calling them, I think I was in, a, I think probably bandmates, and they would answer or you'd answer with that. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, there a lot of it is there are scenes where like the the boy, the child. Uh, I'm forgetting character names because it's been a hot minute, but he's just Fair. running through. So the person will be walking through the scene here and the boy will run across the, the back of the screen and that's it. That's the, the jump scare is this. Oh, he appears out of nowhere and it's more laughable or comedic in watching it than some of the other things that they've done. But of course, uh, as an American culture, we are a bit desensitized to most things that stop short of like grisly violence. Right. I, I'm more affected by those sort of like air quotes jump scares than actual like boo. Um, because like those are more subtle. Like those only, like I love horror movies that put those little pieces in where if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. But as soon as you catch it, Yo. like, oh, like you're like every time I keep looking at John's, um, picture his webcam and i half expect to see like something walk past his like yeah it's actually door. a fear of mine so yeah thanks for putting uh, that back well in my furthermore as Appreciate you mentioned it. that there are times where if the light auto focuses on his camera where i have seen weird things like in the reflection of his <laughs> the glass door and it it trips me out as i'm watching i'm like <laughs> shaking oh his head, my no. god i'm like <laughs> My okay. God. Cool. Are you cool. aware, you motherfuckers, that I, I've literally probably since Monday have spent at least 24 of my hours in this fucking room? It's only night. You're still trying to work the, the mouse scare out of your system at this point, I think, is mostly it. And Jesus speaking of which, Christ. Uh, we can now give an update on that apropos. Yes. Well, well, I, we, can, we can do that. But do you want to know the lies that you missed? I do, but oh, yeah, I, I, I guess, feel like yeah. since we're on the topic, <laughs> let's mention, you know, the okay. what, what occurred with the mouse, and then we'll get back into the facts. Yeah, tell me about Wilbur. Yeah, oh my god, it's so weird to have, like, an organic, uh, like, update to, to give, or the, the whole story in general felt very weird to be able to share. In fact, I saw uh, Logan and my sister, and they're asking for an update, like, they're like, hey, what happened with the mouse? And I was like, just listen to the episode this week, I, I actually talked about it and i actually painted a, a you know a picture of it and i'd rather you just listen than have to repeat it yeah um so i go. ordered non-lethal traps uh they cost like what 13 bucks for a pack of two and i got shit from so many people they're like oh you just need to kill the fucking things i know you're vegan or whatever and i was like i'm not fucking Why? vegan like and even if i was vegan like i don't there's, Becky there's and I, nothing like I said. Yeah, you don't have to be inherently cruel to something just because it's not human. Uh, and no, I, I get where they're coming from. They're coming from an actual like a real place of how problematic it is to have mouse or rats and how an infestation works. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's not that I was saying I'm only going to use non-lethal traps. Yeah. You know. It was, I'm going to start with non-lethal. If it doesn't work, then I'll either upgrade, upgrade to the yeah. heavier shit or yeah. I'm just going to call somebody. Well, and that was yeah. one of my anxieties. Escalate. I was like, what if I have yeah. to spend like four to six hundred fucking dollars to get rid of these things? Well, and here's the mm-hmm. thing. For most of these people, yeah, it, it, to Becky's point from last week, ha- has anyone actually found 
a, a mouse in a trap before because I have. It's horrifying. It's not a it's, pleasant sight. Like, I don't no, care whether you're attached to it or not. And then what's even worse, if you remember, and this, I think of it because Tarantino, uh, from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the scene where he's going at the Spawn Ranch to go visit, uh, the blind gentleman. They have yeah. a rap in one of, a rap. They have a rat in one of the old fashioned traps where it was that sticky kind of adhesive. Yeah. And it was just chemically stuck to it. And that's even worse. I mean, they're, they're just kind of horrific things. And, as the Buddhist tendency does tend to, you know, enforce is, you know, why be cruel to anything? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it doesn't do you any good as far as accumulation of juju. Like it's, exactly. it's kind of bad bombing. You might as well just, you know, if you can, you know, put something back out in the world and, uh, I won't steal the thunder from the rest of the story here, but there's no, no reason great. to be cruel for just the sake of saying like, ah, well, I just wanted to kill it and get it out of my house. Yeah. Um, so we got the traps. And they're pretty, pretty cool for being, being little non-lethal things. I realized I had some uh, Ritz crackers or like little, like, uh, the tiny bite sized mm. like cheese in the middle thing. And I was like, that'd probably be cool. You know, instead of like, they recommended putting peanut butter in there, but I was fairly certain that if I did that, there'd be no way I could hide it from my dogs. Um, <laughs> you wake up and, and see another thing Frank's too, head stuck in there. We had a couple, cause I had to wait a couple <laughs> days to get those traps and I wasn't about to leave Frank downstairs during that time because we've, as proven by my story, like, he, I would walk down and he would have killed that thing. And I don't care that he would have killed that thing. I would have cared that then I would have to take him to the vet to make sure that he didn't get rabies or whatever. Some dumb Oh yeah. Shit. Very fair. Very so a couple nights of yeah. bad sleep for the most part. And then finally the traps come, laid two traps out, uh, near where I'd seen some of the, the, the poo poo that it had left. You know, I think they call that mouse poo poo. Um, there's <laughs> always the scientific terms appropriately yeah. executed. The mouse poo poo. You gotta and put a f- inflection on it. I woke up on, on Friday morning relatively early for, for when I wake up and I'm walking down and I try to look over the landing to see if I can see that one of the traps and I, I can see it and it doesn't, from where I'm standing, I, I can't see anything and I'm feeling really disheartened. And then I walk down the stairs and motherfucker caught a mouse. It was so validating not to be fucking crazy for once. And. <laughs> Speaking, Shane, of, like, not wanting to see any living thing really, like, in pain, mm-hmm. the poor fucking thing never even got the Ritz cracker. Aww. Because the non-lethal trap, uh, it had a long tail. Yes, I saw and it that. Pinned, it, it pinned, like, it caught him by the tail. And so the entire time, whenever it got caught, it was just trying to figure out how to get its tail into the trap. Ugh. Didn't, didn't cut the tail off or anything. Didn't look like it actually... It, it's very cheap thin plastic so it didn't i from what i could see didn't hurt the thing at all um so finally um, i get that validating moment of i'm gonna go release this outside and it is a note that the same person who is like oh yeah what are you vegan or something um they work uh by trade for a pest control company like it's what it's their main gig it's what they do and they know they're very knowledgeable on the source when i've had questions in the past with other things they're the first person i hit up so if you're listening, and even if you're not, I'm not talking shit about you. It was just a, a fun thing just to kind of, you know, ramble on about. But they've given me advice. They're like, hey, if you do catch the thing or the mouse in the non-lethal, you got to drive miles away to let this thing out. Miles. Now, what I didn't tell them is that I'm sure that, that that's correct in most situations. Fuck you, Frank. Um, 
my house or my neighborhood has so many outdoor cats. It's fucking crazy. Uh, to the left and right of me, I think any night or morning, I can probably, there's probably like five, five cats. And when I walked out my front door with the mousetrap to let this thing out, right to the left at the end of the, the sidewalk was a fucking cat. And this thing, if you thought Frank was just zeroed in on this mouse, oh my God, this cat was on fucking crack. So I'm waiting, like I'm trying to get the uh, the opposite end of the trap open to let the mouse out. And it, it's just really, really tough to get out for some reason. And this mouse might as well have been licking its fucking lips. And I you finally the, get the, it the out. Cat, right? The mouse, just faster than anything I've seen, just sprints underneath Becky and I's car. And without missing a beat, the cat just... And that's all I see. And it makes me cackle to just, <laughs> I can't even describe how much it made me laugh. Cause I was like, I saved it and then I killed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tom and Jerry manifested in your front yard. <laughs> oh my God. And, uh, I'd, I'd taken a picture of it. I threw it on my socials. Uh, I sent it to other people being like, see, I'm not fucking crazy. And, uh, a dude from pest control company, he's like, yeah, it's not a mouse. I was like, huh? He goes, yeah, it's a roof rat. So apparently it was a roof rat. Oh, all right. But really? But anyhow, so that was you, the long uh, and boring story of the uh, the capture and release of uh, Wilbur the roof rat. You had uh, spat it at rat trap. And how? Ritz Indeed. cracker is just a cheese on a board. That is what I've always said. The Ritz bits sandwich. I don't think you're supposed to say that anymore. Uh, <laughs> Over here twerking for a Watkins. So, uh, <laughs> now that we have completely derailed, we will float back into the elevator horrors. And, no, it's uh, fine. You only missed one technically two lies. Yes. So, technically, oh, uh, do we get to one have of a, us called something close? Do we get to have a stab? Sure. So, uh, there are two things that occur to me because these are typical, uh, tropes for the disinformed podcast. Uh, you said 2008 was when they first started documenting this, and then it was like 2010 later on is where it oh. started running. That was was this uh, accidental or was that an intentional lie? It was accidental. Okay, it was right. accidental. All right, uh, and then the the follow up. Uh, I'm gonna have a moment where I'm I'm blanking. Out. Uh, it's called a senior moment. Moment. Yeah, it's a pothole actually. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <sighs> if only. Uh Michael, did you have any any secondary stabs yes, here? Yeah, okay, um, please. So I'm trying to think of. So you said technically two, so that means we are close to one. No, no, it means that I'm a shithead and one lie I repeated. Ah, okay. So technically, there's only two. Oh, okay. Technically, yeah. Technically, gotcha. there, there's one just repeated twice or a few times rather. Okay, I'm just gonna give it up okay. because I yes, this one. Yes, please. It yeah, wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be me doing or trying a topic out or trying a, an episode out without just some bullshit. Oh, how did wait, I expect? No, you I got it. Hold on, uh, five seconds. My my does brain needs to be. Michael, shut the fuck up. Points are on the line, Michael. Points. <laughs> Would you just shut the hell up, man? Um, uh, he said he wasn't gonna be mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> We called bullshit, and it was. It don't hurt me, Daddy. Don't hurt me. Uh, was it not the uh, the Cecil Hotel? Oh fuck no, that that is correct. Okay, good. I was in my head as I was saying the whole time. I'm like because I'd mentioned the Black Dahlia, and then you threw the Black Dahlia in. 
I yes. was just, like, you're just really tuned in. Okay. Is all. all right. Um, if you would have gotten it, I think I would have pissed myself. All right. Just absolutely let loose. All right. Uh, no. So forced myself to piss. I had mentioned uh, a couple names for it, but the, the only term for the elevator game is the elevator game. There's nothing about going to hell. And it's never been referred to as the elevator to hell. Okay. Um, oh. So I had mentioned that, you know, how to go to hell and or another world. Okay. Um, and then presented it as the elevator to hell. So well, those are the, the two bullshit lies. Now, I was going to say, technically, if we hearken back, that was I asked if the phrase that he was searching was the bullshit. Where you, asked the, you were super close. You're asking about keywords. Yes. Yeah, so the the phrase yeah, that, that he true. put yes, in, yeah. and so those hell had nothing so to do. I would with have it, given though. it to you if, um, I think he put hell in there, but they never specified the elevator to hell. Okay. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm still you, um, I'm giving myself partial. Do you credit want a half for, a point? Yeah. Yes, get, I'll take, take a, a half, half point. point. Yes. And you know what? Fuck it. Make it a, make it one full point just because Michael almost cried when you told him to shut up. I did not. I saw a tear. I don't know what kind of I I know you upgraded your mic but you definitely didn't upgrade your uh your webcam there. I never I never cry when I'm insulted or else I'd be constantly crying. That's a fine point. He does have you there. He only cries when he comes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was fairly certain yeah, that so, uh, uh, you know it's Valentine's Day and that's why he's crying. <laughs> uh, aside from the erotica that is Michael crying. Um, thank you for, for letting me take the first stab this month. Um, Ooh. it won't I be the think last. I have a recommendation. No, I think I have a recommendation for, for Halloween or for October movies to watch. I saw someone post about it and I heartily agree. A good way to kick off this month, aside from the movies that we all mentioned last week, mm-hmm. I think Trick or Treat is one of my favorite like Halloween Halloween movies. Super campy, anthological. Uh, is that a word? An- anthological. anthological. Antho- yes. Anthological. Thank you. I'll drink to that. Um, so if you, Michael, if you have not seen Trick or Treat or Shane, I, Shane, have you seen it? I saw it. I, I was not familiar, as enamored no with idea. it. It was fun. Oh, though. I don't want to take anything I don't away like, from it's it. It's not a good movie. It's just, yes, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's not yes. good. It also has Anna Penguin. Penguin? Yes, Anna Penguin's Penguin? great. Anna Penguin. Paquin. Yeah. <laughs> She's not a penguin. She could be. She's got happy feet, but... Anna Paxel's in it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> She's a triple X-Man. Um, what? Fuck, there was going to be something that I followed up on, and I just totally spaced it. I just had a I, Michael. We're, we're derailing each other. I know. It's terrible. So, uh, so quick question. Uh, so I actually did, uh, as an update, you said you started watching, uh, Into the Tall Grass. I yeah. started rereading The Shining. <gasps> oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Kind of in preparation, um, for a maybe discussion that we might have, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Not, not so, mm hmm. Really enjoy it. Remember a lot of stuff. If we are, uh, if we do, we're doing a King episode or are we doing a watch? We don't think we decided, did we? I don't think we have. Maybe we should eh. put it to a poll. <gasps> That's what I was going to fucking talk poll, about. There we yeah, go. Well, before we you. get there, thank you, Shane. I will keep myself on because I am the Lord of the Segway. But, uh, okay. The, to John's point, my recommendations. One, earlier in the episode, we were talking about Hocus Pocus. And if you have not seen that film, or you seen it in a while. simply must. Yes. Cause it is a, uh, True. it's a byword for all of those who do love a nice, lighthearted horror film. Uh, where the souls of children are, are sort of disincorporated from their bodies. Uh, 
And then my other recommendation, uh, akin to John's, if we're going to play on the campy uh, fun fest for the frights that one would normally want, uh, the film Stay Alive is one of my absolute favorites, and it hits all of Stay our alive. fun buttons. It is about the video game that if you die in the video game, you die in real you life. You die in real life? It has the, oh, uh, the Countess of Bathory is who they have as the principal hmm. villain. But it stars Frankie Munoz. And, uh, oh, man. it is a marvelous film. I love it. The gentleman who, uh, plays the black hat in his younger, not Ed Harris, but the young iteration in Westworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is another oh, one okay. of the actors as well. Uh, I, oh, I don't yeah. know his name, but I've seen him in many things. His character is Finn in this film. Uh, he's also in Zodiac. Uh, he comes back at the, at the very end of Zodiac. He's the one who, uh, identifies the killer at the <laughs> end of the film. But, uh, he's a great actor. It's a lot of fun and the film is very entertaining. So if you have a, uh, you know, the need to see something a little weird and wild, but has a lot of fun, potent quotables and just as a campy B horror film, stay alive. It's fantastic. Okay. Cool. Nice. So and... speaking of polls and no, not the club. Indeed. And no, not individuals of Polish descent, Michael. Yeah, Michael. Oh, uh, it was slash pole without the E. So, so now you want to kill whatever. people? That's terrible. No, so, you, you've never heard of slash fan fiction. It's where you pair people together. So, Michael, we need to talk about Michael, your fan fiction addiction. <laughs> we really do. Um, I have a problem. I can tell. Our tens and tens of listeners uh, voted on our Twitter poll. Mm -hmm. Rather, let me say, our tens upon tens of interactive listeners uh, voted on our, our Twitter poll. So we do... <sighs> Have the next fucking. We thing do. We. Oh, why do you sound so sad? <laughs> I did let the cat out of the bag earlier this afternoon. So for you those did. who do follow the Instagram, I did post that. And of course, granted, on Monday it was determined. So if you were following the Twitter, you could have seen it then. But uh, yes, yeah. the Hogwarts School of Mayo and Miracles is now going to be the next fan fiction that we are going to besiege all of you with on a weekly basis. Yeah, so Michael, are you already prepped for this or do you need are you going to take time? Do we have a or are we going to do this in November? Uh I mean, we can do it probably not next we should week, start, but the week after. We should start we should start after October. I was going to say we can yeah, we can do no magic November. <laughs> 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 all right i'll cool i'm cool with that yeah sure all right so we will start that first week of november how's that sound cool yeah so essentially it's almost like we've created the network that no one asked for where every monday you'll have the proper show that you're listening to now every wednesday you'll have a fanfic read and then on friday you'll go to as shane elegantly puts the tubes of you mm -hmm. Uh, to watch us talk about the things that we've done to each other. Dear God, the things that we've done to each other. And what we will do. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wink. So, Winks at camera. Yeah, we basically, yeah, we're, we're stealing from the Kevin Smith playbook here, and then we're starting our own podcast network, as we're just going to have a podcast every day of the week. Eventually, we'll morph, morph into the Joe Rogan phase of this, where we do multiple podcasts a day and just stockpile it and release it. Uh, did you guys see the nonsense that has been happening, not to derail again, but uh, where Spotify staff are actually asking to help have control or creative control over who he has on as a guest? 
That is ludicrous. Yeah, they the they were actually saying they were going to uh, boycott, like they would quit in protest if they do not have the ability to stop him from having certain individuals with radical viewpoints on the podcast. And they want to remove previous episodes where he has had controversial guests on. I mean, like, I understand, like, the point behind it, but also... Th- there's nothing you can do about uh-huh. it because it's it's his podcast. Yes. Like at the very least, the uh, Spotify can moderate it to where they won't post things. But like, yeah, is so uh, the retroactive stuff. Uh, what I what I found most disheartening about it is, is like you know what you were getting into when they signed him up. Like obviously, when they gave him that contract, they knew full well who they were getting in bed with because he has had those people on. Well in advance right. of Spodcast taking a Spodcast. <laughs> Good gracious. Smod Smodcast Spodcast. No, Spotify getting a hold of it. It's like, why would you even you know, if your staff was causing this sort of a ruckus, or are they just doing it to try to get headlines now? And controversy breeds cash, as we've uh, seen manifest, uh, certainly from the presidency. So, you know, let's draw <laughs> and, interest and, and make up an argument amongst ourselves just to draw more listeners to the Rogan podcast. It's brilliant marketing if they've elected to do that. Oh, but otherwise, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I just was curious if either of you had seen that. It I went down a rabbit hole for a bit. <sighs> That is uh, that is some fuckery for sure. It's a beautiful. Thing. I'm not 30, so I don't need to pay attention to the Rogan podcast yet. Uh, according to this, uh, you technically know. counting down. Uh, I wasn't yeah. paying down. attention to the Rogan podcast. It was the ephemera surrounding it, which is even more ludicrous. This will well, be the I last. Well, I mean, you are past 30, so that makes sense that you would care not about it. Not technically. That, that's, so, that's the whole statement. Yes, 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 yes. I have yet to watch another Rogan episode in full. Um, but I because you're not past thirty exactly. But I started watching one because I I had nothing else to listen to, and I just wanted something real quick just to start and see if it piqued my interest. Um, so it was the uh, the Snowden, the most recent Snowden episode that I started listening to. Um, and the story isn't about anything that I heard there. It was the fact that I realized that now because Becky's made mention of listening to Rogan, that I treat it like normal people treat watching porn around their significant others where it's like i'm trying to make sure that she's not aware that it's ever on or around her ever so i was watching it when she was uh seeing a patient out like you know at someone's home and then she came inside the house and i was like struggling to get to the pause button so that she didn't hear that i was listening to rogan <laughs> i swear i wasn't watching rogan i i, I can explain uh, don't no, look no, at it my was, search it, history it was someone else that was bald and ugly i, I promise i swear <laughs> the shame oh the shame after a while gentlemen you will just sort of acquiesce to the fact that you like what you like and if you like it it doesn't matter whether anybody else agrees with you uh, just in, and there. I wish that more people in the American populace would take this up as a personal credo. Mm. It's like, it doesn't matter if anybody else agrees with you, you're entitled to like what you like. And they would stop Bruh. forcing nonsense on us Oof. in social networking fashions and we wouldn't have to endure it like I'm going to subject you to now. So speaking of which, <gasps> if you enjoy what you're hearing here, you can find us on whatever preferred social networking platform you utilize. For instance, on Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash disinformed podcast. On Instagram, we are at disinformed podcast. And on the Twitter, you can find us 
at DisinformedPod. And of course, as John indicated, every Friday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. You can find us on the tubes of you for Disinformed After Dark, where we will delve greedily and deeply, like the minds of Moria, into Chuck Klosterman's hypotheticals to amuse ourselves whilst we're waiting for the malt beer. <laughs> so we hope that you join us there whilst my co-hosts yawn like assholes. And uh, I hope that you all enjoy, because I can assure you, I am not the one who's boring here. I hope you all are having fun. Okay, yeah, why do you have to keep talking about me, okay? That's yeah, he's in the room Sad, still. yeah. Well, you are we a co-host of the podcast. Wait, can I do this? That's yet? why I have to. Otherwise, I wouldn't have to acknowledge Aww. you at all. I was trying to see if True. I have the ability to mute Michael, too, but I don't. You aren't the host, motherfucker. I mean, I can make you a co-host if we want. <laughs> no, please, no. If you ever were to do that, Shane, I would just, uh, I would, I would highly recommend that you just don't make a, a, a scene of it. Just, it'll happen. I'll see that it happens, and then we can pop him with a shush here and there. Uh, John, you and I have been Eskimo brothers in so many forms and fashions. We might as well just bring it over into the podcast platform, and uh, we can both cuck Michael together. <laughs> are you saying that we're gods? We are, in fact, golden gods. So for the... You're gonna uh, get cucked by gods, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Call back! Thank, thank you oh. for that. I was upset until you said that. Now nah, I'm okay with it. Sure, cuck me all you oh. want. I don't care. Well, <laughs> cuck you, baby, one more time. Ah. 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 So to, to wrap these cocks in cucks as though they were corn dogs, that is going to bring another hateful and scary edition of the Disinformed Podcast to a close. We come, we come for your daughter, Chuck. Where are you going, fat boy? We're going to have ourselves some laughs. God. All right. What are we doing? I believe we are going to uh, wrap this bloody thing up. Because if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have had my little accident. So, for the Disinformed Podcast, I'm Shane. I'm John. And I didn't understand that reference in a Michael. No fucking shit. So long, and good night. <laughs> Blah! I'm going to let you have that one. <laughs> Blah! So long, and good night. <laughs> Listen to the children of the night. What splendid <laughs> music they make. Well, if you want it honestly, you can. You're on blind.